guys, welcome to episode 29 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comma number five, and my fellow host has the haircut style of today's commander, Big Tug. Yeah. What's going on, Tug? Bald and beautiful. Uh, I just want to say, hey, what up, ladies and germs? How are we doing today, Mr. Combo? Oh, well, you know, it's the day's over. It's yeah. nighttime now. It is nighttime. Uh, and I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm just dreading I got to drive up. Uh, two hours north of where we are tomorrow morning. Got to leave at like six forty-five in the morning uh, for a half hour, forty-five minute meeting, and then drive, drive two back. Hours oh back. My gosh, what a waste! So, uh, it's like a four million dollar project. What are you do? So. It's also eleven degrees right now, so that's miserable. Uh, actually, I think that's not a fact. I think it's like six. Oh yeah, really? It, okay. I got. I literally got a brain freeze walking across the street today. I got four. I had four in my car when I got went to the gym this morning, and then I got eleven coming over here. So I was like, wow, it's balmy now. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast. And this was only able to happen by our awesome producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in, like Big Tuck said, balmy Kansas yeah. City. What up, Squee? What's up, Vorsoth nerds? Yeah, suck yeah. it. Yeah, All you Vorsoth nerds can suck it. Uh, this is this is residual hate for getting hated out of a couple of games on Sunday for the first time that I came back. Is it literally zero degrees? Nine. Oh, nine. Wow. Wow. No, no, that's <laughs> how, how great. Anyways, yeah, that's that, that's me. I've been hated out of all the games. I'm spiteful and building wrong decks. It's yeah, going don't worry, we got, we'll have plenty of jamming this weekend, so we're totally good. So, with that. is the plan for jamming on Saturday like show up at five or don't six? Don't you join this jamming and uh, get a little toasty, a little saucy? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> gonna drop me off. Oh, she and is. Then I'm oh, Uber oh back, my, baby. Oh my god, I'll hop in that Uber with you when you leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. Pee what on a, someone's what a, window. What a, what a nightmare! Well, please don't do that. I, I don't want to get in that Uber anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. There will there, be there will be drinks to be had. So, yeah. Squee is the uh, older uh, Simpson meme where he walks into the oh, bar yeah, and turns around and immediately leaves. That wasn't this a bar, by the way, sir. That for. was a bordello. A what? Uh, whorehouse, oh. as they say, as, in, in, the, in, the com, in the common man's tongue, if you will, because I have a rich vernacular. vernacular. It's that word of the day, toilet paper, don't let them confuse you. <laughs> actually, it's a calendar. <laughs> no, it's actually from a movie called Bordello of Blood, which was a straight-to-TV movie from Tales from the Crypt Keeper that starred... Uh, what's what a that guy? Like this was me building up to Dennis something. Dennis Miller as a vampire hunter who was involved in a whorehouse or bordello, if you will. Did you say Dennis Miller is a vampire yes, hunter? Yes, it's surreal. Who's Dennis Miller? I think he, he was on Saturday Night Live, yeah. and now I think he's like a political pundit. Yeah. He's got a beard and talks really fast. Yeah, huh. All right. yeah but anyways. I don't so, see it, but... Uh, right. Yeah, so for those same people who got that... Um, Jeff Goldblum Goosebumps game reference. There's another one for you. <laughs> well, guys, if you want to know ways that you can help support the CMD Tower team and all the content that we put out, why don't you head over to our sponsor, LoveOneGameShop.com. They sell magic accessories like the sweet exclusive CMD Tower white edged thick play mats. Oh, they so also great. sell our 100 pack mat sleeves. They also have a sweet TCG player store with over 99% accuracy rating and crazy competitive prices. The people there are cool. Uh, Sean runs it. Uh, he's yeah. su super awesome guy. Uh, so yeah, go, go uh, hook him up because it helps them know that people actually like us for some reason. Not if you sure haven't why. gotten your reason, mitts yeah. on one of these play mats, I feel them like a, a woman in a clothing store. I just yeah, go they, by and they just they grab it. Nice. Yeah, I, I will say this. I was kind of shocked. Uh, friend of the cast, Will, on 40 Life in a Dash this last weekend, 
uh, he showed up. Uh, no, it was two weekends ago because he wasn't here this last weekend. Oh, right. And um, he brought his CMD Tower playmat. And I was like, oh, look, look, you don't have to, like, kiss my butt. You can use your other <laughs> yeah. playmats if you want. And he's like, no, seriously, this is the best playmat I have. And he's like, no, seriously, I don't care about anyone here. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can suck I'm just it. here to wreck. Yeah, I'm here to suck it. Another way to support the show is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels and rewards that just kind of vary from just getting access to that really new sweet Discord. Uh, or getting your own set of CMD Tower playmat and sleeves. Uh, the Discord's a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Chuck the Slice. Yeah, I gotta, gotta love Chuck the oh, Slice. Yeah, gotta, um, gotta, gotta love that. Big shout out to Nixie as well, throwing it down. Too much mm -hmm. too much do, which I thought was too much Drew until I just reread uh, Too it. much do is a pretty damn good name. Yeah, by it the is. Way. Um, get, thanks for all of your very detailed explanations of cards. It's very helpful and very interesting to read. Yeah, so it makes great bathroom time. Correct. <laughs> Uh, and of course, guys, the free way to help uh, us out is just share the content you're already listening to. Uh, every little bit of interaction from the collective helps. Also, every episode, we want to give a big shout out to the music provided by Pink Royal. And of course, stay tuned because this will be the last chance for you to get details on how you can win a complete set of mono showcase art gods from Theros Beyond Death what, what? in our February giveaway. Yeah. So Bruce and Builds is our deck tech series. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have in our Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Path to 32 decks. But hey, in a cool manner of brewing some beers. So we kind of broke it down into four categories. The first one's going to be ramp and setting your board state. We correlate that to a grain bill. Yes, and uh, grains are the foundations of any beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specific specialty cards. And then the next one's going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We're correlating that one to a hop profile. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal and floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands, help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then the third one's going to be, how does your deck actually win so you can go see... Harley Quinn, the birds of prey. Overboiling oh, that to yeast. <laughs> uh, yeast are microorganisms. You can say it was a flying success. Oh, wow. Well yep, done. Yep. A hashtag. Blasted. Yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and then poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you would be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of winning the game. And then finally, to kind of make this recipe come together, we got shenanigans. These can be pet cards or synergies that you have in the deck that are just fun, sentimental value. Um, they don't really necessarily fit the theme of the deck. We're correlating that to a spice package. Yes, and spices are not in every beer, but uh, spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of actual spices, like nutmeg, that turn a normal beer into something like a seasonal ale, like this beer right here. Um, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to seal this podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are gonna be big Texanized recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is no mana, only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Today, yeah. we're talking too fast, too loose. Was that life total, baby? It's, I, I <laughs> didn't see the life total. I didn't see the title until like today. Oh my God, it's your, it's your best one yet by Thank a mile. You. So you're, you're, 
You're this. I mean, I know you don't read. <laughs> Both because you have you like the ability to. Correct. I'm just kidding, <laughs> kidding, Mr. Combo. Um, but it's only you're, a text-based you're card se- game. Se- you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> your se- your segues are getting off the chain, and your deck titles are getting absurdly great too. So Thank this you. is this is by far and away the best one you got. Well, if you guys haven't picked up, uh, this is a Greven Predator Captain, aka Vin Diesel in magic yeah. form. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Greven guys is one of the new sub legends from right. commander 19 i've actually been on a tear of making commanders you, out of that set this one also specifically this this is you took the pre-con opened it and built yep. around that right not really okay did you did i actually, you actually took, i took that pre-con and dismantled, dismantled it. it okay and, and then, then i was like <laughs> i took it apart and put it back together <laughs> and then i needed to do a rectos deck yeah. and i was looking through all of them and i was like well this could be a fun way to yeah, make, yeah. make voltron not suck yeah no so, i agree he's three colorless rectos that's black red he's a mythic it's a mythic i mean i'm pretty sure it's a mythic it's, the, the, yeah it has it's to be. kind of hazy uh, and, and also here's another here's another bit not wearing my glasses so. <laughs> He's a 5-5, guys, with Menace, and he's a human warrior. So you may be asking, Mr. Combo, why did you say this could be not Sucky Voltron? Yes. Here's why. Greven Predator Captain gets plus X plus O, where X is the amount of life you've You've lost this turn. You've lost this turn. (laughs) Which, the great thing about it is that he doesn't need to even see the life loss. Correct. That's just a static kind of cloud that's there. So if you tapped an Ancient Tomb to play him, he's going to come in. He's going to be a 7-5. Correct. Yep. And then here's the other thing that makes him even better. When Greven attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. If you do, draw cards equal to that creature's power. And you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to get bigger, and you're getting card advantage, yes. and you're doing what Rakdos wants to do is send stuff to the yard. Correct. Very, very cool commander. Yeah, and, and when I first saw him spoiled, I didn't think that much of him, but I've seen him played a couple times, and ironically, I've only seen about five cards in this deck because I always get targeted and get knocked out which from a card later. Um, but yeah, like, I think he's really cool. I think yeah. he's really fun. Uh, Menace is a weird, it's a very strange mechanic to have on a commander, right? A lot yep. of times when you're talking evasion on commanders, you really kind of just think about trample. Flying. Flying is kind of it, right? Whereas Menace um, is definitely cool to think about. I think the one thing that this deck really wants is to come out the gates screaming fast, yes. right? Like, you want to get them out there while people are still building their board. Correct. So that they always have this kind of... Um, overhanging cloud of oh, if I don't have two creatures untapped, I could just come and get domed for you know however much. I a could bunch. just yeah, you lose. Could, you could just get one shot. I, I have literally one shot at people yeah. in one. They're like, oh, I'll take five, and it's like yeah. sucker. Yeah. Then evidently you don't know how to read cards. So um, <laughs> yeah, and a couple more things on this that I thought was interesting. Very reasonable budget. Um, yeah. three hundred and seventy-ish dollars. Uh, wow. The other thing too, no Aber duels, no fetches, no, nope. um, no infinite combos. I don't know how you'd even do it. Infinite I don't either. But like, him. so I was thinking about this, right? And um, I mean, I could do those generic black ones that yeah, you hate, but yeah, they, they right. don't feed the deck. Right. But I'm saying, so if I'm saying like, follow me here, right? Like no Aber duels, no infinite combos, cute interactions, manageable budget. First off, is this my new favorite deck of yours? <laughs> and second off, didn't you just build a big tuck style deck? You finally did it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> well, here's the thing. For any of my two-color decks, I don't do fetches. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, and if I have an Aber Duel in there, you'll, it's you'll because I it just right, had yeah, yeah. one. Um, and I didn't have one. What would this be? Badlands? Yes. Yeah, I did not have a Badlands. Right. Uh, infinite combos. 
If I have an infinite combo in the deck, it's because it fits some part of the theme quote for the deck. Quote, <laughs> quote unquote. unquote. There is nothing that I could do infinite combo-wise for this, so I didn't go that route. And then budget, I, I really feel like when you go Voltron, and now the one thing that you could blow the budget out of the water, right. which I didn't want to do, is, is do the swords. Equipments, yeah. Yeah, the swords. Yeah. That would just jack it up sky high, which I do have you a complete set but in a lot, my kitty cats. But a, but lot of no. time, a lot of times with the swords, you want it... The fact that he comes baked in with evasion yeah. makes it to be like, well, do I really need to give him protection from something too? Well, you think about it though, if they have the two creatures and he has protection from one of the colors, now yeah. they can't do but, the menace. But I think you've also I think you've also identified great cards in here that give that even if he has menace, also make him yes. unblockable or whatever, right? Um, but I also take offense. You saying this could be your new favorite deck? Because I'm pretty sure Brutoclad Seven Dwarves. Oh, that absolutely, yeah, that absolutely I'm, I'm is sorry, your favorite deck by a country mile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, so I did bring a beer for this. Um, a last thing before we get into that, three point eight uh, mana curve is kind of high. Yeah, especially you don't have a lot of ramp. But I mean, that's kind of these colors again. Yeah. But this is so driven on getting your commander out early and then drawing and trying to find something that I don't really see that being a big deal. Um, so this is a bit of a spicy boy, right? As we've kind of been on a gludge of non-spicy decks. So sure. um, potentially new friend of the show, Kyle, long story there, was kind enough to bring this out. So it's an Anderson Valley Brewing Company Winter Solstice Seasonal Ale, which I thought wasn't going to be in season anymore because we're technically close to spring. But since it's freezing cold outside, uh, I thought you might like it. Very few hops in that. And I would call this a spiced ale. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, right? I thought it was up your, it's kind of, yeah. I think it's got a pretty good body, but you can kind of, it kind of tastes like, I think it's nutmeggy a little yeah. bit, like it's got a little bit of a pinch of spice in there, so very drinkable, um, very yeah, good, yeah. It's a bit naughty. <laughs> bit naughty, Harry. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you know, I think the, only, the, the biggest comment I'd, I'd make is, like you said, the CMC's high. Uh, we're going to address that yeah. in bottle capping. We got to lower that. CMC. And and also your uh, black red distribution could also use a little more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, yes uh, it could. a little one sided, somewhat. <laughs> let's say. Well, without further ado, guys, let's get into this. I'm going to kick this off with uh, a way that I can kind of get around some of these black pip issues. And technically, you don't even spend black mana to cast them. Uh, we're talking Kirk, son of Yogmoth. Yeah. Four colorless. <clears throat> Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black, which if you guys aren't familiar, any of the Phyrexian mana symbols, you can either pay with the color or with two life. So, I go two life. So what, so what this card says to cast is four colorless, six life. Yes. There yes. You go. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has life link and he's a two, two. But yeah. here, here's why he's cool and why he works great mm -hmm. with, with Grevin. And he's... He, he fits the grain because for each black and a mana cost, you may pay yeah. two life rather than pay that mana. Right. So he is a grain because he's basically two it's life. It's a ramp, yeah. Two it's life a ramp, ramp yeah. But then he also kind of turns into a yeast because then all that life I'm losing, if Greven is out there where I can use that mana to cast Greven, then he's just that much bigger right, if I exactly. can give him haste. Uh, and then whenever you cast a black spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Kirk. Rep. So lifelink, 2-2, two, two. well then soon he's a 4 or a 5 or a 6. If I swing with him and with Greven, you're going to block Greven. <laughs> yeah, you're going to block Greven. Correct. I'm going to gain the life, life. with uh, Kirk. So right. uh, that, you know, he's sitting around $8.50. Which is he was a lot, a lot more, more. Was he like close to 20 when he first came yeah. out? Um, yeah, I think Kirk is now the fifth commander or something of my new mo of my mono black deck and every time i play him it's just bonkers value yep. so i think he's really good um but what's funny is there are so many artifacts of the black of the madness precon and this is one of them yep. right and then we'll get into more later 
But I think, yeah, I think this feeds a really good into um, the ramp. It feeds really good into pumping up your commander. I think this card really encapsulates what this deck wants to do and yeah. really helps it get there. Absolutely. Well, what is your first grade? So we're gonna go with the. We're gonna continue on the precon train. Um, this is one of slowly becoming one of my most played planeswalkers and one of my favorite for the budget. Obnixless reignited. Yeah. So three colorless black black for a legendary planeswalker. Nicola Nix Nix Obnixless. I've never said it's like. Remember um, Andy Aruba, Peterson? Aruba, Aruba. Yeah. No one ever called him Andy or Peterson. Everyone just referred to him as Andy Peterson. Oh yeah, but yeah, like so. This is, is like true. one of those things. Like I never, I mean, we it's, always ob, it's always ob Nixless, right? Like so, saying Nixless on its own is kind of tricky. So um, it's a mythic, and I think normally it's about a fuck. Um, you got the foil version, really busting the bank here at four fifty. Well, I had one just sitting, sitting in the binder, <laughs> but I think it's great. So, so it's not a precon, ha. Uh, this was printed in the pre-con, but that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> plus one, you draw a card and you lose a life. Two things that you want to stack, yep. like, whoa, right? Um, minus three, destroy target creature. So, I look at him, too, where it's like... And then the last ability that I never really used, except no. Nekazar, minus eight, target opponent gets an emblem with whenever a player draws a card, you lose two life. Sure, whatever. Yeah. But, like, the thing I like the most about him, it kind of reminds me of Raska, where the ability to come in and destroy something immediately and not die is sure. great, right? Or just come in and draw you a card, lose you a life is yep. a great value, too. Um, doing that turn over turn, the fact that he's the fact that he can effectively come in at six loyalty means he's probably not gonna get he's not gonna get killed right away. Yep. Um, and I, he's been one of the planeswalkers I've noticed where he kind of just sits there, like people yep. rarely attack into him because usually you're doing the plus one, yeah, minus yeah, three, yeah, and just cycling um, back and forth. You know, I would I I really want to with him try to not do the minus three so quick. I right. actually want to try to get to that minus eight because sometimes with this being such a combat heavy deck, mm -hmm. there's gonna be people gonna that be, it's gonna be very hard to right, get in. Yeah, they have the propagandas or archangel ties and or whatever. Hey, you yeah. know what? You get an emblem, you'll just slowly you'll, die. Yep, totally. So um we've talked about Obnixilis before, so I don't need to go into that much waxing a poetic about him. Um, but yeah, I think he's really good. I think he fits into most black decks. I wouldn't call him quite a standard because no. I think he's a little slow. Um, but if you're on a budget and like Planeswalkers, this is an easy pickup. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I'm going to continue that pre-con train. <laughs> uh, but this card is arguably the best card in the pre-con. Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I think we're doing the same one. Three, two, one. Dockside Extortionist. Extortionist. Yeah! $20! Although this didn't come in the black-red pre-con, which is weird because it should have. Wait, this, it didn't? No, this came in Geared, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. This came in Savine. That's why the Savine one's... That's the only reason why the Savine oh. one's worth any money. I was about to say, if that was geared, let me know. I got one sitting upstairs <laughs> <I got> somewhere. <laughs> Squee just throws his headphones off. Just like <laughs> so this guy is a colorless red goblin pirate, because goblins needed more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. It's a 1-2 rare... When it enters the battlefield, create X treasure tokens, where X is the number of artifacts and enchantments your opponents control. Oh, it is enchantments too? Yeah. I just stopped reading in artifacts. Like, okay, that's good enough. No, enchantments too. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's insane. Most of the time, guys, you're going to pay two mana and probably get six treasures yeah. minimum. Well, and I think something I was going to ask on this is, when do you think is the appropriate time to play this? Because I think a lot of people will want to windmill slam them as soon as they can. Because, again... You're playing against four people. They're going to have a signet. Soul a, ring. A soul ring, right? Like maybe a uh, Mystic Remora, maybe an Exploration, or one of those things floating around, right? So yeah. I think if you cast them on curve, you could probably get like a best case scenario, four or five, right? But I think if you wait, I think when you draw this card, I think everyone sees it. It's like, oh, like the mana ramp, right? Sure. But I think the real key is being like, okay, Let's wait a turn. Sure. Let's wait another turn, right? And then then you start, then eventually people, there gets a point in every commander game where people kind of stop 
playing these really explosive mana rocks and that sort yeah. of stuff. And I think that's a time if you can if you can to cast him, right? There's something to be said to cast him, cast Grevin, sack him, and then go your way, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's actually what I was gonna say. In this deck, the really the way you want to do it is like, okay, I count out with my mana plus all the treasures that I'm gonna get minus right. two to cast this guy. I'm gonna have this pile of mana. Right. If you have enough to where you can cast Grevin and then maybe do an equipment, you mm -hmm. give him haste, evasion, right, anything, pump them, yeah. and then it's like, I look at Dockside as two mana, explosive turn, I possibly kill someone right, right now. now. Yeah. So that's the way that I really use them. The only other times that I've ever had to do it out of desperation is just, we all get land. Yeah, and you're like, I need, I need to, I need, I need, I need those two treasures, treasures to be able to cast them. And, but I think like, I think that's something that's really interesting is a lot of these cards like burgeoning, for example, right? If you draw it late game, it's just a dead card unless you're playing yep. a lands deck. Whereas this doesn't really have a phase of the game where he's bad. And, you know, he's played in even CEDH. Oh, yeah, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. And Great card. like think about it, like this guy can go in Brea and just give you free shit to sacrifice, not even for mana. Yeah. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's really, really good. All right. Well, uh, since we both shared that yeah. one, why don't you wrap this up? What's your last grain? So this is one I was kind of surprised to see in here, considering your budget, how you usually go. But I like it. It's a great card. Underworld Connections. Honestly, it's just because I have this you special like, foil uh, one, yeah. and I have tried to find a home for it so many places. <laughs> but once you read them, he definitely fills a slot yes. like Obnixilus does. Yes, I agree. So Underworld Connections is one uh, black black for an enchantment aura, enchant land. Enchant land has tap one, pay a life, draw a card. Yep. So um, it's pretty much Frixian Arena on a land. Yep. Um, but I think it was funny how you were giving me shit about uh, Theodore of Horrors. And this card does like the same thing. You're pretty much paying two mana to draw a card and lose a life. Now, that being said, this is better in this deck because you lose life and Theodore Horrors exiles it. But in a real world, if you had a Frixian Arena lying around, would you have put that in besides this specialty yes. one? Okay, great. But... Even that being said, so now, <laughs> so now we're on now we're on third level, number three. Now we're on third level inception deep, of this point of no, I, I think this card is really good. Um and I'm glad to see it in your deck. People this kind of flies under the radar for a lot of them. And for a lot of people, in my opinion, it's this is like a buck. Yeah. Better than Frixian Arena, because Frixian Arena is ten. Um, and if you sequence it right, you can technically, if you have four mana, you can cast this, put it on a land, tap and draw right away, right? Sure. So you get that value out of it. Um, it's also a May ability, so if you need the mana, you don't. You can kind of gives you that flexibility. Um, I just think it's a cool card. I've always liked this card quite a bit, and it was really exciting to see you finally put one in the deck, even if it is a specialty whatever foil yeah. that you have. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's basically the same art that you see on Tapped Out. Yeah, but in foil, it looks really, really mm -hmm. cool. Um, you know what? It, honestly, even as I upgrade this deck, I don't think I'll be cutting this card sure. just because it's helping to keep my curve mm -hmm. a little bit lower. No, I agree. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely think uh, it has a home. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't like the having to put it on a on land. On a land, yeah. Uh, because, you know, then you get strip mined. Right. That and you feels and you, real you, bad. It feels bad, yeah. And it's like... I mean, it's, it's just as fragile as anything else to an enchantment board wipe, so it's a wash there. But yep. I I like this card a fair amount, mostly just because of the budget reasons, and it does exactly what you want it to, right? Sure. You're paying life, you're drawing cards. So it was exciting to see it in a deck, period. Well, the, my last one, you're going to roll your eyes, be like, of course. What, uh, Necropotence? Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> but <laughs> I it's because it. <laughs> of what the deck it does for the deck. So Necropotence, guys, is an enchantment. It's uh, triple black. Yep. Skip your draw phase. Whenever you discard a card, remove that card from the game. Pay one life, basically set aside the top yep. card of your library, put that card into your hand at the beginning of the of your discard phase. So what I like about it 
is that, that it's a great card that goes in. This is a standard for one or two color black decks. Easy. Okay. It's so it's so good. Uh, how much is it? Sixteen bucks. I mean, you have to throw money out when you yeah. start talking staples. And yeah, I, oh, it's it's definitely a staple in mono black. This goes in every single mono black deck that's ever been printed yeah. that I can think of. Unless you're playing some weird, I don't even know, like non-permanent mono black, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Tezo Umizawa, maybe. Yeah. Uh, or Toshiro. Um, but I think it's three color, two colors. It's also, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And two colors, because I was thinking like my one of my Rakdos decks that I'm also upgrading. I found I can find you can find a gold <laughs> gold border to this for like five. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's an easy inclusion. Three color, starting to push it. Yeah. So, but if you, it's really, really, really good. Yeah, and so the, the kind of the reason I put it in this deck is yes, the card draw is nice, right? But it's more it's that a, I can pay the one life whenever I want. It's a free sack. It's a free life sack outlet, yes. right? Yeah. So if I need to swing in with Grevin and someone just forgets that I have Necropotence, right. or they can't even block, swing in, make sure no shenanigans happen, pay, pay six, 10, yeah. six, 16 life, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it. It's a good card, yeah. uh, but in this deck, it does fuel that extra and little the, oomph. And so for those who head to Magic Fest, this is definitely a card because there's some printings that are really old oh, where yeah. you can find it in like, heavily played yep. and that sort of thing for like five or six bucks so keep an eye out for it and, and i think this is one again one of those cards we talk about where even if you don't have a home for it you will at some point absolutely yeah. all right guys well that's gonna wrap up that rampant grain bill now big tuck's gonna start us off oh, with the board state and hot profile okay so um this is a great card and i was i there's only one other deck that i know that i'm going to put it in that i haven't built yet um well actually i can think of another deck but no one plays it uh admiral beckett Brass, anyone? So, Captivating Crew. Yeah! yeah is this yours? <laughs> yeah, yeah! This card's sweet. Okay. Three colorless and a red for four three human pirate. Uh, rare. <laughs> this card might as well be blank, <laughs> except for the ability. So, why don't you read that off, Mr. Cobb? All right. So, that's three colorless red. It's an activated ability. Gain control of target creature and opponent yeah. controls until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. So Tuck, it's threatened. Yeah. Wh- wh- why? Why would we like that ability in this deck? So funny story. When I first when I first looked at this, I went left to right. I was like, Why is this in here? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool card and everything. Uh, I don't know. Is it because potentially? Just putting this out there. Yeah. You have a free sack outlet on your commander that you can cast it. You know, that's a thought. It's a thought. Maybe. (laughs) You know, that uh, Eldrazi Titan you had. Not anymore. (laughs) And yes, I will take 10. I will draw 10, take 10, and gain 10. Or (laughs) beat in for 10, rather. Oh, man. Yeah. This card's really cool. It's 46 cents. Yeah. It doesn't have a home in a lot of places. Well, I'm like, I think it's just because it's so, like, it's very weird because those threatened effects usually are good because of the element of surprise, right? Sure. Whereas this one kind of takes you a while. You have to go to sorcery. But also. It, well, it, right. And you have to like effectively play this, wait a turn, and then do it. Sure. Um, but I think it also is one of those things where no one's going to touch this probably, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, unless I think, I think you'll be able to get one or two uses out of it. And then people are like, okay, this is a problem, right? I think it's probably more people. Yes, the one or two uses, but I think it'd be more if this hits the table and it's late game. Yes, and I'm sitting and then you, on a pile yeah, of treasure and a yeah, bunch right, of mana. Right, right. It's like, oh, he could steal my entire board. Right. But the problem is, like, the only thing that I don't like about that is that you you don't have that many other sacrifice effects, right? Yeah. But to your point, this could also turn into a pseudo resu- or insurrection, right? Yep. Where it's like, if you have Grevin and 
10 mana, you can pick the best two creatures, which are both going to be monsters if sure. it's late game. If you have 10 mana, there's going to be some yep. horrible beast out there, right? <laughs> and then you can either sack one and then swing and kill with Grevin, or just now you have a small army to go in. Correct, because you don't even zone. have to sacrifice Correct, if you yeah. don't want to. No, this card's really cool. I like the artwork on it a lot. Um, kind of looks like Johnny Depp a little bit, feeling it, but I mean... It's pirates, so everything's Johnny Depp now because of it. <laughs> what, Correct. What was it? It's like, if you're, you're white, you're Ben Affleck. <laughs> you pirate, you Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, this card's really cool. Um, even if you get to use it once a game, I think it's. I think yeah. that's just like such a cool interaction. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah. you could almost just look at it. I mean, it sucks, but it would be four mana removal of one of your opponent's creatures because you're going to sack it to Grevin. Right. And you made your opponent burn a removal spell of their Correct, own yeah. to get rid of your thing. I agree. So. Um, so, like I said, it's a little fragile. If you're stuck on land, this doesn't do much for you. Um, but, no, I think it's a really cool card and a really good addition into it, too. Awesome. Okay, Mr. Combo, <laughs> what, do you, what do you got next? Uh, so, I have a card that everyone asks me, why is it in this deck? Okay, I hope this is the one because I'm just going to let you go ahead. Okay. It's an artifact. Yes, it okay. costs two. Wait, is this one of yours? Keep going. Damping sphere. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I successfully hacked your brain because Heck. I was. I, this was going to be one I talked about because I agree. When I first saw this, I was like, "What?" And then I saw it work. But I was like, "No." I guarantee Mr. Combo's gonna take this because it's a it's like one of the two stacks cards in this freaking deck. So please go ahead. All right. So damping spear. Put them in your brain. <laughs> if a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces colorless instead of any other type and amount. So so suck a cabal coffee. Yeah, suck a uh, temple of the false god. Now uh, you just tap for one. Ancient colorless. tomb, take two, get uh, one. That happened to Kevin. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what's, then, it, what's the other one? Uh, Nykthos? Sorry, bud. Yep. <laughs> two for one. Uh, and then it says each spell a player casts costs one more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. So basically. First spell is taxed yeah. at zero, then one, then two, then three, then four, and it resets each turn. Well, and I think I'm I. On paper, people would look at this and it doesn't make sense, but in reality, this isn't a deck where you're going to be casting six spells correct. a turn, right? You're going to be... And those are the decks that are going to hurt me correct, the most, yeah. because I am doing the pseudo-Voltron, and what's the number one way to get rid of Voltron? You know, removal the artifact yeah. that's giving it Shroud, then I'm going to do this, right. and I will tell you, this card did work yeah. in the game that we played when we went and played at Kevin's, because he was just like, well, F me sideways, I can play this one right. ramp and then, card, yeah. and now I'm done. Well, and it really like and i never seen this in commander period before i'd seen it in this deck um and it really warps the way that you have to play right because yep. you're like when you when you start your turn you're like okay great i can sequence it this way right i can get out this rock and then i'll feed into this thing and then you're like oh wait no you're really limited to like one or two things especially if you get this down early yes then you're just like ah but like it doesn't matter for you because you're like okay uh, Rakdos Locket, done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Because that's the best I could have done, no yeah. matter what. <laughs> Most turns, I'm tapping out to cast Correct. Yes, one, one spell. Yeah, I agree. So I, I can see why people would be like, oh, it's just a Mr. Combo card. And it sort of is, but I will give you the statement of fact that the way this deck plays mm -hmm. is that once, like, you're really kind of building up to casting Grevin, right? And then going from there, Correct. right? So if you can slow people down by a spell, a drip and drab, a turn, yep. I think that's, I think for, especially for a two drop, that's a buck 70, sure. Yeah, I, I think a card like this works great in the two color pairings mm -hmm. that 
or just inherently slow. Correct. Yeah. Uh, like Boros, Boros yeah, would yeah, be yeah. another good one. It wouldn't be good in a feather deck because feathers the outlier. Faster, yeah, yeah. But an Iros got a victory deck. Sure. Of course you'd yeah. want this in there. All right. Yeah. You're like, okay, I played Iros. That's all I was gonna do anyways. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Elves. <laughs> okay. Reese. <laughs> Have at it. Yeah. All Goblins. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Well, what's your next one? So um, I wanted to talk about this because we haven't yet. Um, this is a relatively new sweeper on a creature or a creeper. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that works. No, uh, sure. It's gonna, it's gonna be like baby, like Queepa. Queepa. It's a Queepa. It's a Queepa. I uh, feel like you're just saying Koopa now. Koopa. Koopa. <laughs> or Koopin. Uh, we're talking Massacre Girl. So yep. this card is awesome and people should play it way more. So three colors, black, black for four, four legendary creature, human assassin with menace. I guess you could do a menace sub theme in here. Why not? Yeah. Um, so this is where it gets a little complex. It's so complex. Okay, when Massacre Girl enters the battlefield, each other creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Whenever a creature dies this turn, each creature other than Massacre Girl gets a minus one, minus one until end of turn. And it just repeats. So pretty much this just creates a chain reaction that as long as a creature is getting killed, it just keeps going. Yes. And every time I've seen this played, it is without a doubt a board wipe. Yep. Like Because the other thing, guys, it's not just whenever you know, a single creature dies, like if, they, if 10 of them die at right. once, that's it all one trigger. Goes on the stack. Those are 10 triggers right. that and go so on the we stack. We played that sometime, and someone's like, we did that, and I was like, okay, it's a board wipe, and started pushing my cards together, and someone's like, wait, 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 no, 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 like, it doesn't see each other. And I said, wait, 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 no, 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 yes, 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 it does. <laughs> like, that, is, that is how it is. You're like, wait, how many triggers are on the stack, 10? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, um, I think this is like, the. Or I think people would make the arguments like, well, you should run Black Sun Zenith, because you can control how many counters get put out and blah, 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 blah. Or you can just pay five and get a one-sided board wipe and you have a 4-4 four, four left over. And she's something that I can sack to Greven to draw cards, Perfect, lose yeah. life. And then when she goes to the graveyard, I do have a few ways to bring stuff right. back. So if I need to, worst case scenario, I can. I know where she is, right. opposed to a Black Sun that I'm going to have to waste a tutor to, to go yeah, find. Yeah, to go find again, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, I think Massacre Girl is really cool. I think it's also... One thing I really like about it is I really like the design of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very kind of, um, you know, there's other cards where it's enter the battlefield and blow up all creatures, whereas this one's kind of like a little trickier with it. It also gets around indestructible, all yep. that jazz too. So yeah, I've seen, I've, I've heard of people making commander decks out of her. Yeah, I've seen that on uh, the real uh, actual <laughs> magic players. Yeah, the adult. Thank you. Um, uh, SCG Live had this as it, or SCG Commander versus. Um, also, while we're here, suck it, Jimmy. So, um, they, yeah, the only thing I don't like is... I believe you're coming for Jimmy? Oh, yeah, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I'm sorry to the listeners, but I guess who I'm not sorry to, Jimmy, who I'm coming for. But anyway, um, the only thing I don't love about her as a commander, she is kind of expensive. Yeah. And unless you... But you could effectively do the same Rube Goldberg machine you do with a, with a uh, Crescio, or Crescio deck, uh, the Falling Star. Oh, where you can like, you only really cast her from the command zone once and then you have a bunch of ways to do yeah. out the board, swing it for commander damage, that sort of thing. So no, beautiful card, uh, really cool, really cool to see that in here. Well, my last one is a Planeswalker that I've had for so long. Oh, I think we're on about to page. get on the same page, which is a shame because I was wondering about this and there's so many other cards in here that I think are cool, but this one's the coolest. Yep, <laughs> so three, two, one. Doretti Ingenious, Ingenious Iconoclast. The screen mic blocked me from reading it, so <laughs> as did my vision. Yeah, so I've had this card since I opened Conspiracy, could never oh. find a home for it, and yeah. then 
I wonder if you figured out why it's in here, because it's pretty cool. So I'll read his thingies, and then you read his abilities. Okay. Uh, he's a colorless Rakdos. That's uh, black-red. Yeah. Comes in a three loyalty. He is a Planeswalker Duretti. He is a... Uh, what's his abilities do? So plus one is put a 1-1 one, one colorless construct artifact creature token with defender on the battlefield. Minus one is you may sacrifice an artifact. If you do destroy target artifact or creature, my sick choose artifact card in a graveyard or an artifact on the battlefield. Put three tokens that are copies of it onto the battlefield. So why do you think I have it in this deck? Uh, because you can plus one minus one every turn. <laughs> Seems pretty good. Yeah. Uh, also, and then also that. So I had to look this up, right? Because at first my notes were, "Oh man, that sucks." Because the construct is a zero one. Nope. Incorrect. It's a one one, yep. which just gives you a free thing to sack to Grevin if yep. you need to. Yeah. Yep. It's bonkers. And I've done the minus six, and I've actually gotten ready out and. Two of the four games I've played, really, with this yeah, deck, and he does work. Yeah, I know. Like, I think oh, so. Man. I think one thing. Why he's not played? I've been. I also cracked one in my monster conspiracy too. That might as well be another thing. But the days of conspiracy too. Um, he's re also really good in Brea, uh, oh, which yeah. I know we hate talking about. But like, I think the issue is like he's right on the cusp of if. So he's ten dollars, right? Yep. Which is kind, of, and he's he's like a I don't know. Insert sports reference here. He's like a utility player, right? Sure. He's really good in decks. They call him gadget players. Really? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, that's in football. Cool. Really? They call yeah. them gadget players? Yeah. There's oh. a guy for like the Saints that is quarterback. He he has thrown touchdown passes. He's rushed for touchdowns and he's received for touchdowns. Really? Yeah. Oh. And he's not the quarterback. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So okay, so he's a gadget player, right? And yep. I think that's a I think that's one of the things that people that turn off on him is like if so this, in my opinion, would be a great reprint for Commander Legends, right? Because this has a home in so many Commander decks. But that was my point, though, is I've had yeah. him since Conspiracy right. came out, and I never found a home for him. True, but you don't run that many Black-Red decks, right? Like, this doesn't fit in Yidris or Vile Smasher for Black-Red, but for me, like, I think this would fit great in a Rakdos deck. I yeah. think this would fit great into, well, either of my Rakdos decks. Um, I think this would fit great in an Anji. It's just like a spot removal and a blocker. Like, I think he's a really... If he, so comparing to a Planeswalker we talked before, if he was a dollar, oh, like an Obnixilis, because he, in a sense, does very similar things, right? Like, okay. generates value in one way or another and destroys creatures and has an ultimate that is situationally good. Sure. If But the difference being is Obnixilis is a dollar, right? So you spend a dollar, put him in your deck, and you're like, well, I guess not. Like he doesn't work or whatever, you're gonna find a home for him, right? I didn't I, even know he was ten bucks until I yeah, did this right, deck yeah, back. which is kind of crazy, right? He's out. He's only had one printing in like uh, Mythic Edition or whatever they call him. So I think that's the reason why, right? Mm -hmm. I think that if he was because if you're gonna spend ten dollars on something, in my opinion, you want it to be like I'm gonna spend ten dollars and this is gonna go in this deck and I'm gonna swap this card for it immediately and put it in, right? Because sure. ten dollars is kind of on the cusp of being like. That's a lot. Yeah. But if it's a buck and you're, or five, let's say, and you're short $5 on an order, I would easily throw in a ready and be like, yeah, I'll find a home for him somewhere, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, this is the first deck I could ever find a home for him. Sure, because so it doesn't I, it doesn't work in your Planeswalker deck, for nope. sure. Oh, and also you can't run him because he's red. But, <laughs> uh, but like... Hashtag I, blasted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it is, it is, it is tough. Yeah, for, 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 for this deck... It's does very, great. it's very good. Yep. I agree. You, you, his plus one is either making you blockers or Greven fodder. Right. 
minus one. You can get rid of your plus one guy and start destroying stuff, which is great. Right. I've done the minus six before to where, hey, you know what? I want to have me a copy of an Acromas Memorial. <laughs> right. um, you know, let's let's do things like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you picked him, even though we picked the same one, uh, because he is a very cool it's, card. It's a very cool card. And like. I've seen him in my decks, and I think I've, I think I've seen him in yours, and that might be it. Like yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen him really out in the wild. It's kind of like Damping Sphere. You just yeah, kind of. Yeah. But they both. But it's and it's also I think what's even weirder and cool is that you look on the face of these cards, and they're like, why is this in here? Yeah. And then you look into it, and like, no, these are both like really solid. It's yeah. not like like I could. I have a feeling that some people, someone might look at his deck, knowing you, and be like, oh, this is just what he had lying around. Yeah. But in reality, like these all, it's like these weird mix of utility players that also serve a purpose, right? Yep. Like the argument could be made, like you said earlier, throw damning spear in every deck, right? Because sure. why not? But like here, it, it all just like gels really well together. And I think that builds like a very unique kind of different deck. So yeah, cool. I'm on board. All right, well, that's going to wrap up, guys, that board state hot profile. Now we're going to head over to how does Grevin or AKA Vin Diesel or, or, ooh, ooh, do I have it? Vin Predator Captain or Grevin Diesel. <laughs> Grevin Diesel. I like it. I do like it, yeah. Uh, we're going to head over to that. It could ease, be Dom Diesel so. from the uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kick this off. Yeah, please. And I know you got into my head, so you knew I was going to talk about this card, so you wouldn't. Are you sure? Pretty sure. It's a two-cost-to-cast equipment. Oh, yes. Correct. We, we do We do have it? Or no, you got it in my head? No, I got in your, I got in your head and knew it. <laughs> Uh, this is Vorak Battlehorns. Okay, perfect. Because I knew this was going to happen because this card is really cool. And I was so like, cool. I guarantee I guarantee Mr. Combo when he found this was like, oh. Don't, don't, cheeky, yeah. cheeky. As some people would say on another podcast list too, you dislocate your shoulder patting yourself <laughs> on the back so But no, in reality, I saw this and I was like, damn, good pull. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So this is an artifact equipment, guys. It, it only costs one to equip. Two to cast. Yeah. Equipped creature has trample, which we talked about. Grevin needs. Sure. And hold on. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> he can't be blocked by more than one creature. Well, Big Tuck, how does that work with Menace? Well, I think that means he's unblockable. <laughs> unblockable. <laughs> yeah, this card's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's twenty-two so, cents. Right. Yeah, it's nuts. Right, because Menace, when this was printed, wasn't an evergreen term. Right. Oh. Yeah. Because okay. that Menace is, I think one of if not the newest evergreen term that's just like black right oh. menace right okay so when they probably printed this they're like okay yeah there's goblin war party or whatever it is right but no one's running that in standard sure so and i think what's interesting to me is i think this is an amazing super ultra budget equipment yep. right because even then like giving trample for free effectively yeah and costing three to equip is meaningless right sure. and no one's ever going to target this well i mean once, it, it, once, uh, someone, once someone gets headshotted for 25 <laughs> <laughs> with six blockers out. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is such a great pick. Um, it's so cool. So how did you like, did you just find this on EDH rec? Like, how did you dig this up? Yeah. So when I started building this deck, um, I basically sat down and I said, okay. How do we make him unblockable? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I know the generic ones like Rogue's Passage, Key to the City. You're not talking about Key to the City? No. Right? Yeah, I figured you weren't. Well, we um, talked about it. At least once. Yeah. And also it's included in the pre-con. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and so what I did is I went to EDH rec and I, I kind of just started brewing through. So I think oh. when I built the deck, oh man, there probably was Did you build that. this on? I know that your building process is a little different than mine. Yeah. Whereas like you, a lot so, of times you build it out on tapped out and correct. then go from there, right? 
So there's only 400 decks now of Greven. I've okay. had this deck for two months. No, I've had this deck since last end year, of, end of November. So I've had it for yeah, a cause, while. Because when this got spoiled, when Commander set got spoiled, you had eyes on this, and then you made your decision. No, because I, I, I did Savine, and then I did Gear Red, and then, and then I yeah, waited yeah. like two months, yeah, and then yeah. I built this. And so this one, I actually built it 100% just using paper. Oh, okay. Uh, I did not build it on Tapped Out, which was uh, unfortunate for me, because when we went to Magic <laughs> Fest OKC, we got a little too heated, and uh, I showed someone one of the Eclipse Ultra Pro Recto sleeves, and then I just lost the card in the apartment we were staying at. What? And I had no idea what card it was. Oh, that... <laughs> yeah. So I just put yeah. a card in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I'm on here, I'm just trying to yeah, yeah. T take a look, like... Yeah, I mean, you know, Vorax in 50% of the decks now, mm -hmm. but I think by the when I was building the deck, there was only 200, maybe 100. So there wasn't that, yeah, there, there wasn't, wasn't a whole lot drop, there. Yeah. And so one of the things I've also started to do is I've started to go to Gatherer, type mm -hmm. in the keywords that I'm looking for, and then just start Yeah, seeing. going from there, yeah. Uh, I used TCG Player when I was doing this because I would add something to the cart and be and like, then hey, see other what, people yeah, kind of looked this. at this yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this yeah, was like a combination of all the normal stuff that you do to, to yeah, these things. But, yeah, and, and this one I think was even more intense i had to do more research because a lot of decks I mean, this is a, this is a deep cut <laughs> yeah because uh, a lot of decks like even my brutoclad seven dwarves deck it's like okay i have brutoclad i have seven doors i wanted to go all permanence right i knew just about everything that i wanted that there you was wanted like in there, yeah. three or four cards that i was like go, oh this is kind of cool right. but this deck i mean i just had to do a lot of digging sure, yeah, yeah. and uh yeah no it's a uh, it's a fun yeah, card. This, this is a, as we call in the industry, a banger. <laughs> well, what is your first yeast? So I'm going to just get this out of the way because we've talked about it before. It's a mythic that got spoiled recently, and I'm starting to think this is a black and two-color staple. Doom Whisperer, question mark? Yeah. Do you have this? No? Okay. No, I well, know. no, this because this card completely fucks in this deck. <laughs> so uh, three colors, black, black. We've gone over this before. Hey, does this sound fair to you? Three colorless and black black for a 6-6 six, six flying trampler with literally no downsides? <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so that's good enough on its own. And then uh, it also gives you the ability to surveil to by paying a little bit of life, which also is really good on its own. But when you can just dump 10 life into this and then just swing in, this card Wait, is... Wait, Big Tech, did this come from uh, personal experience? Uh, yeah, <laughs> on both... This is what I'm telling you. On both occasions I've played this deck, I've seen this card. I've seen uh, Basilisk's Caller, which we didn't need to talk about. Or maybe you are. Is that no. on here? Okay, yeah, but everyone knows what it is. Um, and then I think I've seen Damien's Spear both times too. So when I was looking through this, I was like... What are all these cards and what do they do? <laughs> but yeah, um, no, Doomerisper is on its own incredibly good. Yep. Um, in this deck, it's um, absolutely amazing. I think I think this is very close, if not a staple or not a staple, a standard. Huh? Mono because like the ability to top deck pay life, which is sure. what black. Decks why would do, Why right? would you take it from not a staple? Because I mean, six six flying trample, like yeah. you said, it's not irrelevant. Correct. Two black pips isn't crazy. Uh, and probably the mono, surveil mono mono. Because uh, just being able to do the card filtering, even if you yeah, don't want to mess with the that graveyard, is so that is so good. And like even on because I mean, there's times that you you could just pay the two life guys and just leave it. Yeah, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. And you're like okay, you yeah. Can, you can rearrange them. Correct. You don't yeah. even have to leave them in the same right. order. Right. Yeah. Ah, mono probably a mono black staple at this point. I would say two color. Uh, Ooh, he's in the tank. Because I'm trying, because I'm trying to think like in my Mirko Vost, but even in my Mirko Vost deck, just being able to fill up my graveyard for free for two life, 
And if I don't you need know. to swing yeah. it for six. Yeah, I don't I'd have to think on it. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um it's less Great than five it's less than five dollars. And right it's now. just gonna plummet once standard rotates. Is this still being played? I play it in standard. Do you? Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So this will be like a two buck mythic. Yeah. Because no one's gonna play it outside of Commander and, people, and I, I think it's too slow for modern. Correct. Maybe Pioneer? Yeah. If there's well, once it drops in price. Well, if, if someone's brewing, it'd be I would like to see wait a surveil deck. Is Pioneer uh Pioneer is a four of, right? I was thinking of Brawl. A Rakdos deck would be cool to see in Brawl, but no one plays that, so Yeah, well and Brawl rotates with standard, yeah, so, so it'd still be yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This will probably get below well, this will stay below five, maybe hover around two dollars. But I think people are gonna start picking this up. But the the good thing is is that these two last Ravnica sets were cracked like crazy. Yeah. So there's piles of these lying around. People wanted those shocks. Yeah, they do want those shocks. But yeah, I, I we waxed way too much poetic on it. It's just so good. Uh, but yeah, Doom Whisperer, pick one up if you don't have it. Cool. So my next one, the very cute sorcery. Hold on. Did I, damn it, did I out-cute myself? I think I, I probably did. <laughs> Three, two, one, command the Dreadlord. Uh, nope, not that one. Ah! <laughs> uh, so this is four colorless black-black yeah, sorcery. Rules. Uh, came out in war, it's 66 cents, which I think is so cheap. Yes, yes. So cheap. For what it uh, does, right. Choose any number of target creature and or planeswalker cards in graveyards. In graveyards, not your own, yep. in graveyards. graveyards. Command the Dreadhorde deals damage to you equal to the total converted mana cost of those cards. Put them onto the battlefield under your control. Hey! Uh, <laughs> we're not doing that. We're, that. we're retiring that bit for no, the No, no, it's, it's happening. <laughs> okay, one more. Uh, all right, go I'm going to pay 16 lives, yeah, go yeah, to 21. Yeah. I'm going to get all this cool stuff, yeah. and then I'm going to kill you. I'll go get your Elspeths and whatnot of the worlds. Well, and, like, and the best part is... A, it's budget, right? Yep. A, a, losing life, for the most part, isn't that big of a deal. Nope. And it's it targets creatures and planeswalkers, right? So, again, not to harp on her or talk about her too much, but like an Elspeth's uh, son's champion, people are going to try to kill her immediately sure. or else you're fools, <laughs> right? So it's just going to be sitting in the graveyard. That person probably is not running any sort of planeswalker enchantment, sure. right? Or, or uh, recursion. Recursion, thank you. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I'll take six. Make Revenant 11-11. Take your best Planeswalker in your deck for six mana. Like, and that's even the worst. Like, yeah. worst, worst case scenario, you're just like, I'm going to choose the best creature or Planeswalker or both in graveyards. I'm going to get it. I mean, honestly, there have been times where instead of going for the best thing that they were in the graveyards, I go for all, all the little guys. Yeah, yeah. I go for all the tiny stuff. So now I have this army of 10 to 15, 20 creatures yeah. that I paid 15, 20 life for. I'm fine with yeah, that. Who cares? And sure, I'll swing in and maybe you block Grevin this one time, but I got 15 or 20 blockers now. Right. Because that's <laughs> usually the issue in Grevin is if I pay a ton of life and swing in some then, combat trickery and, and, and then I'm open for business. And you're at like 15 life yeah. on turn six, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. This was one of the ones I was sort of thinking about talking about, but it's it's really good. Um, I think this is going to be under a buck for a long time, and it's an yeah. easy pickup. Cool. Well, what is your next one? So this is, I also have a very cute sorcery that I have actually also never seen before, which is twice you've stumped me, which I'm very, very proud of, and you should be as well. Um, Phyrexian Purge. Purge. Is this what you're? I was almost going to talk about but it. You and thought I was like, that no. I would? Okay, yeah. He's in if, your brain. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Phyrexian Purge. Two colorless Rakdos. That's a black and a red for a sorcery. Pay three life per target. Destroy any target number of creatures. Huh? Hey, Mister Combo. We're not doing it. Again. I can't. I can't. Do, I can't do it again. I can't do it again. Um. Yeah. But so seems I, pretty good to get rid of all the blockers that are in my way. Plus, and, beef up Grevin. Right. And not even that. Like. There's p 
piles of life loss in this deck. Yep. Is there that many life gains? Question mark. Uh, I know that's a Basilisk Caller is an all-star. Yeah, you got Basilisk Caller. You got Kirk in here. Mm, um, true. on Warhammer, because I'm not talking about it. Yeah, me neither. Um, so there's oh, yeah. three to five but, ways but, that you can gain life. Not a lot. <laughs> not 20. No. Um, but I th I do like this card a lot because it feeds into the theme. Yep. Clears, clears things. I mean, and even then, right, it's destroy any number of target creatures. Non-situational. So effectively, yep. you're paying one more and three life for a better murder yep. that has way more upside. Oh yeah, and also somehow this is two dollars, which I'm guessing. I saw that, but I'm guessing it's because it's on the reserved list. Yeah, because it's from Mirage. Mirage, yeah. So, um, very cute, very good. See, and this is what I'm talking about. You have all these cute cards that no one's ever heard about. This is a big talk deck. I just admit it. <laughs> Can't do it. Oh, All right. Okay. So to wrap up, it, it is my, on the reserved list. So. There we go. Uh, to wrap up, my East card is another card that came in the precon, <laughs> but it's a very cute interaction. Okay, it's, okay, good. I'm glad you're doing this because I was wondering. I I, I, I was going to do this one even if I was going to do the whole thing where you're in my head and stuff, yeah. just because I've done this so many times and it's hilarious when I this do. This better it. be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Curse of Fools. Yes. Wisdom. Okay. Great. <laughs> what, again, this is one of the ones where I first looked at this like. What the hell are you doing? And then I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, guys, this is a aura <laughs> curse for colorless black, black. Enchant player, and it does have madness for three uh, colorless and a black. Probably have no way to do, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess key to the city. Yeah, sir. One card. One card, yeah. Um, and it says whenever enchanted player draws a card, they lose two life and you gain two life. <laughs> so, you would think that you would put this on your opponent. I, that's what I literally <laughs> want so when I figured this out, I was like, I like go to the bathroom. I was like, I can't believe it. So you know when I figured it out is when I was doing everything in paper and I, I like looked at the precon you know cards right. and I saw that and I was about threw it over with the Angie Falcon. I think I was like, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, because what you do guys is you enchant yourself because it's all in one block of text. Yeah, even if you were at two life. When you draw a card, you lose two life, life and, and then you gain two, two life. life. So you stay at two life. <laughs> or your life total never changes with this card. But you know what does happen? Grevin gets too stronger. So I also like how they design Grevin as it's not damage dealt to you, it's life lost, loss, right? Yep. So it's no matter how you're losing the life, you're getting it. So oh, yeah. I'm so glad you talked about this because I was like, this is so stupid, but it's also so genius. The only, yeah. Like, the only downside is paying six is a lot. Sure. And I wish you had like, so I know you have a couple other madness cards that we haven't really gotten into. And you have another couple ways, like I think something, and I'm not going to talk about this, but like a faithless looting would do monster in this deck, I think. Yeah. Cause like it helps you draw, fills your graveyard for command the dread horde. Boring. Sort of I know. Curse but... of fool's wisdom. So you know what's hilarious? No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying <laughs> curse of fool's wisdom. When I first saw it, I was like, this is a slam dunk. <laughs> And I was like, this is amazing. So, EDH rec. This is only present in 8% of Greven decks. And per EDH rec, has negative 17% synergy. You guys are drunk over yeah, there. That is stupid. This, this is perfect. But, okay, now there is a chance, because we've been had before like this, that we are not reading the rules or communicating the rules correctly, potentially. No, so, I because I, I was worried about that. Okay. If there was a period then we would be incorrect or a colon. But since it's one, one block line. of text, it's all one ability. Right, like the difference between um, O-Ring and then the Banishing the Light yes. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So again, I saw this, I was like, Mr. Combo, what are you doing? And then I, then I started thinking about it, I was like, 
Wow. <laughs> He's a genius. Well, that's not going to happen. All right. But I will. So, th- but again, like, this is why, this is again why I like this deck so much because I feel like you took. So, there's some of your decks I really like. There's a fair amount I don't. <laughs> but um, I feel like this one, you really thought through about finding some more obscure cards because you yeah. have, because you have to with him, right? Yeah. Like, you can't just build this like a Rakdos good stuff because that doesn't make a lick of no. sense. So, like, again, that's another reason why this is so, this is such a cool deck because there's like all this crazy stuff in here that works somehow, right? I don't know how. <laughs> uh, well, what is your last East card? Okay. Um, so, I'm going to pronounce this in Spanish first because it's hysterical. <laughs> and it's also a land, which I oh. really don't like talking about. Okay. So, I'm talking about Salon del Señor Bandito. Bandito. Or translated to Hall of the Bandit Lord. There you go. So good. Uh, this card's awesome. So and Rex in this deck. Yeah, it's really good. Um, okay, so Hall of the Bandit Lord is a legendary land out of everyone's favorite Kamigawa block yep. because everyone likes that. Um, enters the battlefield tapped, which kind of eats, but that's fine. Tap, pay three life. Add one mana colorless to your mana pool. If that mana is spent on a creature spell, that creature gets haste. Booyah. We're not going to do the bit again because we certainly could. Ooh, what, no, what what I, mean? I But like, okay, in this deck, this works perfect, right? It, yeah. imme- it immediately turns Grevin into what? An 8-5 eight, eight, five. Five with Trample, or I'm no, sorry, with menace. menace and Haste, right? Which is good enough on its own. Plus, if you have any other way to give him sack creatures, I mean, that enough on its own is a good, is good, right? I think this card, so I think this card is very good in a lot of decks. Sure. And hasn't isn't played a lot, probably because it's borderline prohibitively expensive 16 bucks is a lot for a card that could potentially be three mana for a waste so three life for a waste rather i want to educate you a little bit i was listening to edh retcast Mm -hmm. this last week uh catching up on some old episodes and you know that odric that gives the evergreen abilities to everyone so did you know so the way this card actually reads and it's oracle text the creature just has haste it's not haste till end of turn so if you give one of your things haste, the next turn, every creature you play will automatically have haste oh, because that one creature has haste. Very cute. Isn't that cute? Wait, so, so okay. haste, yeah, okay, it so, would just be stapled on well, like, the card. It's stapled on. Oh, nice. So it's yeah. even better. Yeah. This card this card desperately needs a reprint. Like it this is a card that's only played by commanders. It's only been printed once. Yeah, I just I don't But think- I don't know I don't know how they could, right? Like the, the one thing that you guys have probably heard on our cast is we talk about a lot of these cards. Oh, well, this should get reprinted in Commander right. Legends. Well, not every single $15, $20 card can be printed in Commander Legends because then a pack of cards is going to cost was, like $30. Yeah. Now, to be fair, this is a legendary land. I get it. I, but it's is, it gonna, is it going to be reprinted? No. no. <laughs> but God, I wish it was. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, but no, yeah, it's I, Salon, th- Salon del Senor Bandito. So I was actually thinking that you were going to go with Shizu's, uh Death Storehouse when you were talking about land. Also, also very good. Um, that one, so same price. Yeah, I guess. The only oh, deck, and both in Kamigawa. That's yeah, funny. I know, right? All the legendary lands are. That's why I kept the, my Kethis deck is so expensive. And also, I didn't buy this one, although it's in Prosh, which I think it's actually better in. So, Shizo's fine, um, but again, like, for this deck, you need that explosiveness that the hull gives you. You sure. know what I mean? So, like, Shizo's a nice to have, right? And giving giving uh, Grevin fear and menace will get you into pretty much anywhere you want. Yep. But getting him out and getting him attacking is really where you want to be. Cool. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up that yeast package. Now, to, let's head over to see what kind of spice Vin has put in his car.
Nice. Big tough. Uh, nitro, if you will. Ooh, a little NOS. Yeah. Actually, why don't you go first on this one? No, 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 no. You're going first. Okay. Damn. I'm not going out of order. Okay. So. Because you're not allowed to have these multiple choice ones and then go against the ones that I say. Damn it. You, damn it, you figured me out. Okay. I got to think here. I did pick two because I figured this was going to happen. Okay. I'm going to go with an enchantment. Yes. Okay, good. We're good. Uh, I'm going to talk about Havoc Festival. Yes, I am too. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew I should have gone the other way. Oh, I this card's so good. I could have sworn you were going to go with the Lord of the Unknown. No. Really? It's like, again, one of the decks that this is really good in. I know. Because, okay, talk about Havoc Festival. I'll talk about a Lord okay. of the Unknown. Did and you choose Havoc Festival because you no. thought I would choose Havoc Festival? No, I chose it because I've done it before and it's hilarious. Okay, perfect. Okay, so Havoc Festival is very straightforward. It's an enchantment. Uh, it's a rare. Four colorless, black, red. Players can't gain life. Potentially problematic in this deck. <laughs> At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses half their life rounded up. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone playing against me. I can't have any life because that's all my dick's build. And now, neither can you. So I've done it's this hard, before. It's heartless. It hits you on a on a, uh, on a on an enchantment, yeah. which is harder to get yes, rid of. Facts. <laughs> so I've done this uh, in a game, and I think it drained 80, 80 life, life yeah. 90 life, something now, like that. No, it does suck that it is each player. But again, that's life that you're that's like that you were gonna spend anyway. Yeah, and you know what? Now uh Grevin is uh 25 25, and then he's a 15 15, and then I'm probably dead. Or <laughs> or you're like, hey, uh to circumvent this, I'm gonna Doom Whisperer three times so that I really only have to take half that life, which is actually lower, I think. No, wait, no, hold on. Yeah, it is. Are you trying to metagame this? Well, okay, so think about it this way, right? You have Doom Whisper out and this. It circles around, so you can either just take it and you have 36 life or go to 18, or you can Doom Whisper three times and go okay. to 15. Oh. So you're technically sort of gaining three life from the ability. <laughs> but now I'm at 15. <laughs> uh, yeah. But 15, 18, come so, on. And the one thing you guys may be thinking is we're talking about how good this card is from uh, now Grevin's going to be massive. Why isn't it a yeast? Well, it's the fact that I can't gain life, right. and it potentially will kill me. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a, this card is something where people, I mean, you'll, best case scenario, it'll go around once, right, and then again. Yep. But usually, what happens is it goes to someone else's turn. Actually, what usually happens is someone will hold up removal and just wait for it to come around, and then at the end of your turn, remove it because he's like, all right, if yeah. I had to pay the mana, if I had to pay the light, then everyone else has to too. <laughs> All right, well, so what I'm going to do for Big Tuck to make him happy Thanks. is talk about Allure of the Unknown. Well, well I will say well played, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three colorless Rakdos sorcery. Uh, this is a card that just came out in Theros Beyond Death. Hot off the presses. Uh, reveal the top six cards of your library. An opponent exiles a non-land card from among them. Then you put the rest into your hand. That opponent may cast the exile card without paying its mana cost. So I have been white hot on this card. I've been sure. talking about it a lot. And people have been like, well, that seems terrible. What if they get your big splashy thing? Right. What does this deck really have nothing of? Big, big splashy, splashy stuff. stuff. Like the, the worst, the absolute worst thing in the world for me, for them to get would be Bolus of Citadel. Or uh, I would argue that or Artisan of Kozilek is also a big beefy guy. That'll be getting cut. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, that's not a problem. But I get to your point where it's like, 
I I am just always scared. Like, what about, are they going to do with a treasonous ogre? Nothing, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. Or like a heart, like even or better. A chainer. Yeah, or like a heartless, right? Yeah. Like, okay, great. Like, go ahead, <laughs> do it, please. <laughs> yeah. So like, I agree, and I think like this card seems like it'd go into a lot of Rakdos decks, right? But again, talking about some of mine, like. Rakdos, don't, you don't want to give one of those big demons away. No, not at all. Or even worse in my original Rakdos. Oh, yeah. Just take an Ulamog sure. for free. Yeah. But again, like in this deck, because you have all these weird synergies and these weird cards, like, are they really going to take a Vorik Battle Horns or like a land, right? Like, you you have nothing to lose outside of like two, three cards tops, right? Yeah, I look at this. The, the way it's going to be really negative for me is the two, three cards, or if it's the smart player... They choose a Vorak Battle Horns just so, just, I just don't so you don't have it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like when we talk about a. Um, of course, I'm drawing a blank on it. The Island Walk, take an artifact out of the deck. You may cast it if you want to. Thought Adel. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like sometimes you want to go into a deck and, and just take well, the best. Yeah, I'm gonna take your bolus of Citadel, even though I can't cast yes, it. Sir. But now you can't cast yeah, it. Yeah, but it, but like to that point, the best part about this is like, okay, great. You just gave me five cards for one card that I have other redundancy for. Yep. Right. So. Again, that's why I, ah, damn it, played, I played, played, right played, played, played me like a fiddle. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping and just to remind you, there's going to be big tucks and eyes cuts and recommendations from the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and then a personal recommendation with no budget. The only restriction is no mana only lands. So I will start this, this off. I am going to cut, and I'm going to go ahead and sort this by alphabetical. Yeah. So that way it's a little easier to do. <laughs> to find it. Uh, I'm going to cut Overseer of the Damned. See, that was kind of, that's kind of on the cusp for yeah. me as well. It's five colorless black black, so it's seven mana. We already talked about how my CMC is high. Right. It's a five five flyer demon. When it ETBs, you may destroy target creature, which that's cool. That's nice. Seven mana for destroy is... Unconditional is fine. Yeah, and then I get a two-two zombie out of it right. because it says whenever a non-token creature, a creature, an opponent controls dies, create a tapped two-two black zombie creature token. Okay, once again, that's cute. Absolute best case scenario. I have Overseer of the Damned out. I'm swinging with Greven. Right. They're blocking with two non-tokens, and I'm making two two-two yeah. black zombies. That is the absolute best case scenario. Worst case is it just blows up one thing and right. that's all it does. Or and I think even then this like nombos, if you will, with Massacre Girl, right? Because oh, yeah. it'll just all their shit will die, but then by then there'll be even more triggers for your zombies, which will then trigger even more often. Yep. Right. So this is a card that I think is very cool, but I it's one of those cards that Demon Tribal, sure. Sure, yeah. Slam dunk. Um but like I had this in my mono black deck for a little bit, and then it was just kinda like yeah. I don't know. It's so expensive. So what are you going to cut for? I'm going to cut it. It's just a shade under $5. Okay. <laughs> uh, Silent Arbiter. Oh, So this is okay. four colorless. It's a 1-5 artifact creature construct. Oh, yeah, yeah. No more than one creature can attack each combat, and no more than one creature can block each combat. Fair enough. Yeah. No, it's Let's perfect. Bring it. Well, and I think, like, again, this deck is sort of... It, it ends up sort of being like a Nekuzar slash Perforo sort of thing, right? Where it's like, you don't want... This deck will die to tribal, like to go wide decks, right? Sure. Because you don't have any, you don't have that many blockers. Yeah. So if you can limit the amount of damage that's coming in. Yep. And again, you're usually going to attack with one creature, maybe two. And yep. now you're like, well, I don't even have to think about that. No, it is awesome. Um, four bucks for this card is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's only been printed twice. So. Well, I mean, it is played in almost uh, 4,300 decks. Oh, fair so, enough. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your under five? So I'm going to suggest that you cut Sanitarium Skeleton. Really? Yeah, because the reason why is this card I've always kind of been 50-50 on, right? So 
It's a one drop skeleton. It's a one two. Two colorless and a, and a black. Return it for return it to from your graveyard to your hand, right? Yep. So effectively, what you're doing is you're paying a Three. black. Yep. You're paying a black for a one sacrifice two draw. Correct. Which is okay ish, right? But I don't know. I, this card is also a precon card, and I think it's like better in a in an Angie because it goes to hand, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's other options where it goes from the graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, potentially, sure. right? Like I think because like playing it from your hand doesn't. Isn't do that anything. like reassembling skeleton? Yeah, or which, like is, that? which is what I'm doing. Or like blood gas would be another probably yeah. decent one, right? Um, but what I thought, and I got really excited when I was thinking about the stealing. Okay. So okay, check me out here. I'm checking you. All right, act of aggression. Okay. So we've talked about this before, so we don't get too much into it. So it's three colorless, uh, Frixian red, Frixian red. Oh, yeah. Gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn. Untap that creature against haste. So effectively, you pay three mana. Four life. Four life, which pumps Grevin by four. Yep. Steal something. The best creature on the board. Sack it. Sack it. And then go to town, okay. right? So that's cute. And it's cute, and it's also we've talked about this before. I think some, one of the great strengths is that's like best case scenario in a pinch. You can remove something from combat if it's attacking you. Yeah, you know this card has a lot of utility. Um, it's a little highly costed for the effect, sure. but again, taking four in this deck is exactly what you want to do. Yep. So if you want to lean a little bit more into like the stealing aspects of it, I think this card would be really good. Um, it's not as it's not as repeatable effect. It's pretty much a one shot in this deck. Um, but I think being able to take the best creature, losing some life, um, is a little bit better than like the pseudo uh, value you get from the skeleton. No, no, I like it. That's uh, and it's like fifteen twenty yeah, cents. Absolutely, super cheap. <laughs> All right, so my under fifty. I'm gonna cut a card that a lot of people would argue is a black standard mm. harvester of souls. Okay. Yeah. Four colorless black black demon five five. I guess I just don't like demons. Uh, it's a death touchy guy. And whenever another non-token creature dies, you may draw a card. It's I think so expensive. Six mana, and at most, I mean, sure, my opponent. I, I think if it didn't say non-token and it just said creature dies, creature, yeah, I would probably leave it in there. But then I think it would probably be too good. Correct. Uh, so I'm gonna cut that. Yeah, and it's. This is a card I've had I've had in decks and cut. So I mean, I have him in decks, and he stayed because I want the big dude with the death right, touch, yeah. and that's nice. But in this deck, I need the creatures on the battlefield to really provide utility mm-hmm. for Greven or a go tall strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being a death touch on the ground isn't going to get, get you done. there. Yeah. So I'm going to cut it for a new Theros Beyond Death equipment, which I think is going to be a staple. I think in yeah, all of Commander. I, I almost put this in here. So Shadow Spear. Yes, 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 uh, yes. Colorless legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has trample and lifelink. Yep. Well, that's literally what my commander wants. Equipped for two. But here's why I think this right. is actually going to be an EDH staple, mm-hmm. no matter even if you don't. This could go on my Planeswalker deck. Yeah, for sure. One colorless instant speed. You can do it whenever you want. Activation. Permanence. Your opponent's control lose hexproof. And indestructible until end of turn. It's it's bonkers. That is so good. There's one in so. Oh, you're about to heroic intervention. Well, I'll pay one man. Yeah, so not, I just wasted yeah, not it. Anymore. Not anymore. Um, and then also, so that blows. Um, there's a green version of his uh, yeah, bonds of morality. But the problem, with, so this why that this is better is bonds of morality. I think is a no. He's right. Uh, colorless green enchantment there enters the battlefield. Draw a card. A green creatures your opponent's green, hex proof and indestructible till end of turn. So the trick there though is it's like the, the reason why that's that card is now completely outclassed is because it's only creatures. Shadow Spear says permanence. So gods, not anymore. 
Not anymore, wow. my friend. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I'm building a, a Yasova Dragon, Dragon Claw deck, which is stealing people's creatures. And as soon as this came out, I went to my cart and was like, nope, like audio sponsorality. <laughs> sure, I'll pay five, almost $6 more. Yeah. But like, this is so good. Again, Infinitely better. Another life link. People argue this is, people say this is arguably better than Loxodon Warhammer. I don't I think, think they're, I don't think they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it sucks that it's only a plus one plus one, but really what you're paying this for is the trample and lifelink. Well, because I mean, if you think about it, Loxodon's three and three. three. I'd much rather pay one and two. Two, yeah, three to equip, and yeah. then you get the lifelink anyway. So no, awesome. I know this is this was on like the top recommended yep. on EDHREC. So well, and when I saw the card spoiled, I was like. I need to get one yeah. for Grevin. I've just been, I, it's it's like Ferris Beyond Death is in this weird area. Like I've seen the prices tank. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of waiting for it to bottom out so I can get one as cheap as possible. Yeah. Cause I, even though I thought I got a great deal on all my Ferris Beyond yeah, Death stuff, you, I ended yeah, up overpaying because I got it too early. Uh, so I just don't want to make that mistake if this is going to drop to three bucks or right. $2. So no, I totally agree. What's your under 50? So I am saying to cut call to the netherworld. Um, it's a one black for a sorcery really? or creature, but it's like from your graveyard to your hand. This I do is, it for Grevin. Yeah, which is fine, right? And then you can circumvent two mana if. Well, it's usually because so many people remove them. them yeah. it, it's usually circumventing six but it, mana. But it's not to it's not to battlefield. It doesn't lose you life. Yeah. You're never gonna be able to pay the madness cost, right? This also came in the precon because it's really good, Angie. Sure. You know. So, but we were talking earlier, and this is one of your favorite cards. Um, so you'll probably be excited about this. We talked earlier about how you're really only going to be casting one card a turn yeah. in this deck. So I think a great addition to this would be Fires of Invention. Oh, okay. So three colorless and a red. It's an enchantment. Uh, you can only cast spells during your turn, and you can cast no more than two spells each turn. You may cast spells with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control without paying their mana cost, right? So you also only run two instants in here. which Is would be that a- really it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Chaos Warp and another one. Um you run two instants. Um, if you cut it for active aggression, that'd be three instants. Mm-hmm. You're really and like we talked about earlier, you're really going to play a card and pass, right? Yep. So to your point, you've kind of sold me on this card a couple podcasts ago, where it's like, okay, now instead of paying one card, you can pay two. Yep. And this again is like magical Christmas land. Sure. This frees up all your mana for uh, captivating crew. You know, you can kind of build them around a little bit more of the steel stuff. Okay. Um, the activated abilities there. Uh, I yeah. noticed you're trying to get me more red pips to maybe make this maybe more even it out a little bit. Um, my last one certainly won't do that. But like like I said, you also only have five uh, mana rocks by my count. So a lot of people say, "Well, this cuts out mana rocks." And it's like, well, not really. No, right? And this gets this plays sort of nicely in the dampening sphere a little bit. Um, it's kind of a little interaction there. That's kind well, of well. I mean, but, I still have to pay the tax right. on it, but at least it's not the tax plus the card. Right. Exactly. So. I, I just felt that this might help get your deck a little bit more explosion in like the mid to late game. So I think the only issue I have with it is I'd have to cut it or I'd have to add it in for something else that costs four or more. Because if yeah. I cut it for a one drop, then, then my curve just keeps higher. going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I need to get it lower. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I like the thought. Yes, I think this. I think this card will do. I think this card will do a lot of work in this deck. I don't know. I don't know if Cold Another World's the right cut for it. But that's that's what I thought for under fifty. Cool. But what was your personal recommendation? So, so I think I already know what you're going to cut. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be previous. Artisan of Kozilek. Uh The card is sweet. I mean, yeah. look, the, the, the thing's awesome. It's just it's nine mana. And if I ever cheat it from the graveyard to the battlefield, I don't get its effect. Yeah, you don't get the so cast cost. Yep. It's nine colorless Eldrazi. It's a 10-9, which does mean, yes, yeah. people, draw 10, lose <laughs> nine. Uh, when you cast Artisan of Kozilek, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, Annihilator 2. 
it's great because yes, I may pay nine, but then I could get right. Revan back from the battle or to the battlefield. I could get Shieldred, which we sure. didn't talk about. There's a lot of good things uh, that we could bring back. Kokoshu, even right, I have yeah. in here, um, but it's just it's so nine mana. And I think like you really this card really finds a home in ways of, in in decks that you can reduce the cost of casting it. Yep. Right, like Mael, um, Rakdos, like we talked about before. This deck's really great, but like you don't really have any way of doing that. No. And like. I mean, even if I had like an Ugin the Effin in mm -hmm. here, it's still seven. <laughs> but still, it's seven, not nine. Yeah, not nine. We've talked about nine should be winning the game. Correct. Yes, type I status. Agree. So, so what, what do you think about cutting this? For? I'm going to cut it for one half of an infinite combo, only for the life gain piece, oh. though, because this will be really good. Uh, exquisite blood. Yeah, sure. Four colorless black enchantment. Whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. Yep. I think this is something that I would put in the deck and not put the other half in right. to just have the redundant infinite combo just because I'm I, living in the red yeah, zone. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> and if I'm, if I, how great would it be for me to pay 10 life to make him a 15-15, but then I the gain 15, 15 back, so I'm yeah. actually netting out five. No, I agree. I think that's. I think it's really good. I think it's a really good it, It'll lower the yep. curve significantly. Um, yeah, th this is a very, Doesn't very help good your red one. pips, but that's okay. Yeah, who needs red? <laughs> Neither does this last one. <laughs> well, what's your last one? Okay, I can't believe you didn't put this in here. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised. So um, I'm going to cut Cursed Totem. Um, I think it's a cute card. I know I like the stacks effect, so it's two colorless yeah, players. Yeah, because I don't have I, a whole lot of activated. Yeah, but it's like. But it's like Damping Sphere. But Damping Sphere slows the game down more than this does. You think? I think so. Activated, now you can't tap your elves for mana. Yeah, but there's still other commanders where it has triggered. Like, this doesn't stop Perforos, your most hated deck of all time, down. Well, it stops his one ability. Okay, sure. The one I never. <laughs> the one you never. I. The one no one ever uses. So I like it. Um, it's a cool card. I just don't think it fits great in this. Um, there is a card in here that fits amazing. And the reason why is many reasons, but the, one of them is the flavor text. Okay. I will flay the skin from your flesh and the flesh from your bones. Brones. <laughs> bro. It's, it's bro bones. Uh, I will flay the skin from your flesh and the flesh from your bones and scrape your bones dry. And still, you will not have suffered enough. Grevin Ilvec to Gerard. We're talking hatred, baby. This is the card for the deck. Three colorless, black, black for an instant. As an additional cost to cast a spell, pay X life. Target creature gets plus oh, X yeah. plus zero until end of turn. How is this not in here? It's a flavor win. It's an instant win shot. It's $15. Uh, it's $15. What? That's perfect for you. Look at that. I, I think I didn't spend more than 120 bucks on this deck. But there's also uh, your favorite gold border version for uh, Palsley 7. I'm just saying, Gross. so it's perfect. It's first off a flavor win. Second off, it's a win-win. This is a one-shot for any opponent, right? Yeah. Late game, and think about it. It effectively doubles the amount of... And you are right. This is has. a non-bow with your $50. Yeah, right. With fi yeah, with, uh, with the Fires of Invention, right? So... But again, this will be your third instant in the or fourth instant in the entire deck. So it's like you're going to do a lot of interaction on other people's turns. So look, I love the card. I don't think I could cut it for the Cursed Totem just because I really do believe that some of the most powerful commanders have activated abilities and creatures. Sure. But I think it would be, you know, uh, that's something that I'd be open to cutting, uh, you know, like a Squee Goblin to Bob. I, I, like I mean, sure, you rude. can sack them and then you bring it back. Yeah. I think Squeeze like a better version of Sanitarium Skeleton. Chainer could be another one. Yeah, that's, that's an argument. Um, that's an argument there. 
But Bloodthirsty Blade, that's another one. That was one that was going to be on the list, but I thought there was some sort of gimmick in there, and I was like, no, I can't think it, this through. No, it's just more. To... It was also in the pre-con. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, hatred is awesome. Uh, like this can come out of nowhere and one shot people, right? Sure. So, um, really solid card, really strong. I can't remember what deck I saw this in, but someone played this on me and just blew me out of the water on like turn four or five. So yeah. it's and again, it's like another exciting card for you, and it's part of the reserved list, so you can own a piece of Magic history. <laughs> you love owning these pieces of Magic I just, history. Uh, friend of the show, Tice got me all hooked on it. But yeah, so. Hatred, really good in this deck. You got to get it in here somewhere. Maybe not Curse Totem, but something's got to go for it. All right, all right. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap up that bottle capping. Thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1 Gaming. We're going to be giving away a complete set of Mono Showcase Gods from Theros Beyond Death. To enter, it's extremely simple. Just help promote the content we produce. That'd be kind of cool. That that would be all right, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media. We're going to announce that winner on MTG Action 4 News March 3rd, which I believe is next Tuesday, and social media soon after. And yes, I know what you're thinking. We're going to be doing a giveaway each month. It could be a sweet set of cards like this. It could be a cool brew deck by the cast. Really kind of depends on what our sponsor, Level 1 Gaming, wants to provide. But, you know, it'd be super appreciative if you could leave us some feedback on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed it, leave that positive feedback, that five-star review, because, you know, the interwebs and the algorithms and the AI, <laughs> The series of tubes. The series of tubes. <laughs> Uh, that's going to help other people find the content as well. If you hated it, well, uh, you can reach uh, DeerSquee at cmdtower.com. Uh, that's DeerSquee at suckit.com. <laughs> you can feel the hatred, if you will. Ooh, callback. And you know, if you would like to reach out to us and also know more ways you can find to enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comma number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. You can reach Big Tuck at Big Tuck Tweeting. Correct. Yep. Okay. At Big Tuck okay. Tweeting. How to do that with a question mark? Yeah, I still no, have old yeah. notes where it's yep. Big Tuck on Twitter. <laughs> nope. Big Tuck Tweeting, baby. Uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com. You can also find us on Facebook at CMD Tower, which would be Camaro Mazda Diesel Tower. Bring it back, Donald Sexy. Bring it back. If you want to engage your awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squee? Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can find me at Rich Chaos Records. Dot com, or you can hit me up at DearSquee at SuckIt.com uh, or on Twitter at DearSquee. DearSquee, suck it. <laughs> uh, they do music, they do podcasts, and they have a full studio, so if you're in the KC metro area, you should swing on by. And even if you are remote, you can send the things over the series of tubes. tubes as, as mentioned before. As mentioned before, with all these hand signals that you can't see. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely hook them up. Uh, if you want to help support the show and help our sponsor out at the same time with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Towers just so they know that you came from the collective. Uh, outside of their own storefront, they also have a cool TCG store with over a 99% accuracy rating and crazy competitive prices. Uh, they also do have the sweet CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, as well as everything else you need from an MTG and other game perspective. Another way you can support us is to head over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, you, the collective, can help. And also, each of those tiers are going to get you additional entries into that monthly giveaway. And of course, Pink Royal, RIP. RIP. We love you. Yeah. Big Tuck to seal the deal. Any more thoughts on Too Fast, Too Loose, <laughs> with that live total, baby! No, I, 
I really do like the sec. I think this is one. This is probably one of my, if not your favorite. Not one. This is at least one of, if not my favorite of the decks you have. Even though I've lost to it very early, both times <laughs> I played against it for literally no reason. Um, no, it's it's really cool. Um, I think you really dug deep here in, in your squee like creative juices. Hey, um, this, this deck's really cool. You know, I think there's a little bit of tinkering that needs to be done with it, but yep, for sure. But not 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 anything too crazy. So keep keep going. I like the I like the path you have. You have this seven dwarves. Your whole your whole change man. Yeah, it's going like it. reverse. I'm starting to make degenerate yeah. decks. Mr. Combo's making fun. Well, oh, let, let, let's be honest. This deck can be degenerate, yeah, and so be, can yeah. seven dwarves. Uh, when you get smacked with eleven seven yeah. dwarves, it doesn't feel good. Facts, but no, it's uh, it's really it's it's a really cool deck. It was fun talking through it and reading through it. Yeah, you know, and I think the biggest thing is we're we're talking now about some of the decks that I've made later in my path to thirty two process. It's because these are the colors that I've put off we'll put off yeah. for such a long time because I never found anything interesting. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what you're going to start to see unless some brand new commander gets printed. Yeah. Or because Silencia, I've already did, or uh, Orzhov, yeah. I've already said Silencia the Dark Angel. That's gonna be another weird, janky Mishkova. Facts. Uh, but my four color ones, unless something ridiculous comes out in Commander Legends, I'm gonna be making some weird stuff there too, just because I. I don't yeah. want to just make a deck to make a deck and mm -hmm. say, oh, I have it for my path to 32. I want it to be yeah. interesting and different. And if I can't make it fun degenerate, might as well make it fun and weird. You're not, so. you're not like me where it's like, yeah, I have 30 bucks lying around. I can make a deck. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Vroom, vroom. Vroom.